we deliberately say it's an assistant because we you know, truly believe that the human creator is and should be in the driving seat when it comes to creativity. You're listening to Music Growth Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs with Andrew Apanov. Hello everyone, Andrew Apanov here with the new edition of Music Growth Talks. On today's episode, we are going to look into some fascinating technology designed to help songwriters among you. Um, we looked into one example of what uh, artificial intelligence can do with uh, music generation, music creation, uh, a couple episodes back. Uh, you can check out my interview with the Mubit founder in uh, episode number 129. And today the app in the spotlight is Amadeus Code, which is not created for listeners at all. It's a songwriting assistant, so it's... Uh, created specifically uh, for creators, for songwriters. And um, I will leave it to the startup's co-founder, Teishi Fukuyama, to explain what it means exactly. Uh, he he does a great job explaining uh, what Amadeus code is and uh, just listen to the episode in full for some really cool insights and overview of AI in music. Um, yeah, and I would love to hear your thoughts in the comments as well. Are you on board or do you feel threatened by Amadeus Code as a music producer, for example? Do let me know whatever the feedback, the reaction is by emailing me at metaandrew at datamusic.com or leaving a comment on Instagram, on SoundCloud, on Twitter. Um, please also consider becoming a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash Andrew Apatov. So yeah, do let me know what you think. Feel free to um, leave some comments on the social media profiles of Amadeus Code as well. Uh, give the platform a shot. And yeah, thank you. And here we go. It's a pleasure to have you uh, on Music Growth Talks. Please let me know how you're doing today. A pleasure. Looking forward to talking to you today. I want to start with a question which might be a bit too global to uh, to cover on one episode. There are panels hosted on Music Conference about that uh, matter, but it's something that a lot of our listeners are interested in, and uh, you are clearly biased when it comes down to artificial intelligence, machine learning, all that stuff in the context of music. But mm-hmm. where do you think we are these days? in the music industry, in the world of music creation with uh, AI? Is it like uh, machines are taking over producers and uh, uh, there is a a real chance that some music creators will lose their jobs in the licensing areas or whatnot? Or it's it's actually something that uh, you think may help the creatives do better music? That's a great question. And I think in terms of where we're at, in terms of how useful or how complete it is, in terms of how AI can, in its ability to create music, for example, if you take it, the example of a self-driving car, it's often referenced to have like five levels, level five autonomous vehicles being like completely self-driving. And if you think about it, it took many years to get there, you'd have to have systems that understand when 
to understand when there were pedestrians or how to turn the steering wheel and when to um, pump the brakes. And I think in that context, we're probably something only in like level two or three. Just recently, music AI companies are beginning to pick fields on where to specialize. For example, we at Amadeus Code specialize in creating top-line melodies on top of chord progressions. And in the grand scheme of the completely self-driving car, that might be just the steering wheel, for example. Even at the end of the day, when we reach level five, and if the AI can complete a whole song, and that's, I think, pretty far off from now. Yeah. I mean, considering that you know there's lyrics involved, and let's say if it's a now for bringing a, a singer, is it going to be an artificially, you know, like a vocaloid involved? And but even with all that included, we still have to think about how relevant that will be when you know, as listeners and consumers of music, fans of music, do we really relate to algorithms, or do, I think we really relate to the humans that you know present their story and the contextual meaning on how it's presented or when it was presented even could be so important when. A piece of music is actually, you know, not just made but presented to the listener. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And even in, with your example with self-driving cars, it's not like uh, regular consumers of cars will necessarily want a, a fully autonomic uh, self-driving car. It's convenient to mm-hmm. have some of the features automated, but it doesn't mean that. I, I personally wouldn't uh, want to remove myself from the process of driving a car. It's yeah, it's it's more about I guess business implications of it. It's kind of complex, but I really like the analogy and what you mentioned makes sense. And it seems like you found a really interesting niche. This is what I started exploring recently, like how exactly AI music companies can uh, work with creatives in one way or another. It's not like re- trying to replace a music creator, but uh, trying to collab- I didn't even know how to describe it properly. Create this environment for that may yeah make mm-hmm. it easier to create something so so i mean the uh anyone who's checked out the links in the show notes and we'll talk more about how to find out more about amadeus code um, but for anyone who's you know it's the first time they hear about the platform how oh, right how, yeah so mm-hmm. maybe you give it a general overview of how it works exactly sure thing so Amadeus Code is a AI-powered songwriting assistant, and we deliberately say it's an assistant because we, you know, truly believe that the human creator is and should be in the driving seat, should hold the steering wheel yeah. when it comes to creativity. And what we have made is a well, it's uh, we have an iPhone app out in the App Store right now. Um, users that download it can use it for free, and the in it comes preloaded with several thousand chord progressions based on inspired by some of the songs that you may know or for some even classical, like a wide variety of, of songs. And then our AI can basically generate top-line melody ideas on top of it. Um, the output of the app is, again, kind of deliberately abstract in the way that it um, produces results. Mm-hmm. It's just a chord progression, a top-line, and a basic uh, like a, a bass channel. And it's not like a whole arranged song that's meant to kind of fast track human or like replace human creativity. As, as, as you said, it's, it kind of gives you like a, a sketch of a song. And um, you can also work with the app collaboratively and uh, navigate how it produces those melodies, too. For example, 
you could dial in some parameters, say, I want my hook to have a lot of range, you know, a lot of low notes and high notes, or maybe um, it, the results were a little bit too choppy for you. So you want to maybe broaden the, the, the note length. And so you can kind of collaboratively work with the AI to, to produce the results that you want. And I think that although, unlike, for example, like um, if you're a songwriter and if you've used this source before, you know, you're using technology to extend your lyrical creativity, right? But the main difference here is that, you know, the thesaurus doesn't necessarily create phrases for you. You know, it's just tapping into analog offline technology that gives you ideas for words. Yeah. Our technology gives you phrases of notes, you know, completely unique ideas. And I think that's the kind of evolution of what AI brings to the table in terms of just looking at it as another tool, but how it differs from past technologies is, is in its ability to create unique phrases of, you know, for example, words, or now in our particular instance, how it can create unique melody phrases. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, in, in really interesting stuff. It just so There's something you mentioned about collaboration, and you were talking about collaboration as in the user, the person uh, using the app. I, I, I try to avoid using the word user, but... Yeah, uh, you. I hope that our listeners yeah. understand. Maybe it's that's not mm-hmm. exactly how how you yeah kind of treat your uh, your audience. So the in in the in the AI and uh, the app uh, does it uh, replace the human interaction, or is there a, a, a way to get feedback from other people, for example? So how does it work specifically here? Because one of the most exciting things about music creation has been you know the jams and uh, and uh, just uh, working with other musicians and uh, songwriters collaborating oh, so you're not exactly trying to replace that i imagine not at all and let me also before i even dig into that add that the three my three co-founders are all musicians we've all produced for some of the top japanese and korean artists on major labels here have, I think, 55 number one hits with the platinum disc in our records. Wow. And my two co-founders are Berkeley Music alum. So we're very, very, have a strong background in music creation, production, and, and music industry in general. That said, you know, like once you download and play with the app, I think you'll realize that, you know, the, the app can endlessly produce ideas for you. And it's really, you know, when, you, when, you, when it comes down to which idea you select, and decide to work with or work on top of, that in itself is a very creative process, right? And for example, like we could create a demo sketch song the app produced, but no other person would have maybe chosen those combination of melodies that the app produced too. So I think there's an element of creativity that's very unique to the human, you know, quote unquote, user, musician, artist that uses the app collaboratively right yeah no that uh, makes sense i i hear your point i kind of see how there uh there would be there is a category of musicians and artists who's probably been doing it for quite some time who really prefer the manual way and because it's the skills acquired uh, they acquired maybe it's a, uh, similar to what happened to the photo and film industries uh, and uh, with digital mm-hmm. uh, photo replacing the need of doing anything like i don't know like it's i just see that um sure sure the, it's it's not something that everyone will 
appreciate equally, but I think that uh, the tools like that is it's basically it's it's the future. It's it's so it's more a question about if you embrace it and use it uh, to uh, create something unique and uh, your own or not. So anyway, it's 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 really interesting here in in um, in terms of uh, how you use it. I really like that it's uh, mobile first platform so you're it's it's only a mobile mm-hmm. app right and right now ios so not right now for all yeah android pl- mm-hmm. plans anytime soon uh yeah well uh, we have a um kind of like a google form for an android waitlist so if you're an android user like myself you know i have an iphone too of course but <laughs> we'd love to have you sign up and uh, so we can inform you when that's ready okay yeah but that's cool i i like that it's it's designed as a mobile app uh i think it makes sense and it's it makes it more well mobile uh, as um, mm-hmm. yeah it it kind of makes makes sense. So any interesting case studies or examples of how uh, the uh, the app have, has been used? Uh, so maybe there the, uh, have been particular um, well particularly interesting songs recording with the help of a Madeus code, or it, you just maybe you want to comment on what kinds of artists use the app usually. So. We just uh, launched our, we just came out of a private closed beta, uh, not even a half a year ago, I guess, uh, almost half a year. So I'm not sure if there's any professionally released music out yet. Um, although I know that it's actually in the pipeline, which is very exciting. But in terms of kind of case study, here's, this might be an interesting one. So we kind of frequently create our own internal demos from the app, you know, use the app to compose a, a sketch of a song and then work with our internal musicians to try to create into a, a quick song demo, you know, with a singer. And and when we did this for the first time, you know, the app created, uh, we thought, you know, uh, an interesting idea, a decent enough song f- to flesh out. And, and then we had the singer in the booth and then the singer was asking us what the song was about, you know, and then... We realized, you know, without a human creator behind it, you know, there was really no story to tell. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it was it, it seems like a very obvious thing, but like when you're actually in that moment and you're in, you know, the studio trying to direct vocals for a song that, you know, that really didn't come from a human origin, it was a very unique kind of epiphany almost like to realize how, you know, in order to create sound recordings or perform something, we need that guidance, you know, that that contextual meaning behind that performance in order to actually start. And, you know, I think that really strikes the, the core essence of why, you know, we feel, you know, it's so how humans are uniquely able to create something and how, you know, if it feels foreign for a machine or an algorithm to take part of it, but I think at the end of the day, again, you know, as much as we love to, you know, be highlighted to by different people to see what the capabilities of AI are, at the end of the day, it's, it's a matter of us being another tool in the, in the creator's kind of toolkit. Yeah. And going back to your story about, you know, question about will it be um, adopted or not? I think it's just a matter of if the creator can, you know, find a use case for it, they will. And yeah, we think that it's just as the creators of the tools, we believe that it's important to leave some 
blank space in that kind of canvas for the, you know, for the creator to fill in their own creativity rather than trying to produce a fully like produced track or, a, you know, arrangement that leaves no space for extra creativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, and that's, yeah, yeah, I hope clear to everyone listening to us right now. So it's not like you get uh, ready to use back in track out of the app and you just like, yeah, it's like everything is recorded for you. And it's it's this, I, I really like how you position it as a tool in in a toolkit for that the creator can use if they want to. So it's, to me, makes makes a lot of sense. And um, just the technical kind of question uh, to anyone interested in giving mm-hmm. it a try. So how exactly the business model works and uh, do, yeah. So I know that it's right there on the website, sure. but I uh, would like to hear your comments on that. So uh, the app is down, um, free to download and then uh, you can use all of the functionality that's available in the app. And the only thing that's behind the paywall is when you want to export files from the app. And when you export files, you can get the MIDI files and the audio files. And basically it's, it's, it's kind of like a convenience to have the MIDI files exported opposed to if you want to, you know, try to copy it by ear and, and, you know, maybe program it into your DAW by yourself. So if you just wanted to take that hassle away, it's $1.99 to export those files. And if you want to do unlimited exports, there is a subscription and it's $9.99. Yeah, makes sense. Very straightforward, uh, I guess. So yeah, that's cool and uh, seems reasonable. So yeah, I mean, we're clearly we're linking to everything in the show notes and uh, to, uh, well, to, to the website and the social media profiles. Yeah, I guess uh, it's it's kind of covers it's, it's it's just that if you really want to understand it better, I would just recommend anyone interested and in just give it a, a try. It's good that you have a free version where it's possible to play around, mess around with the app without necessarily paying for anything if you don't want to export. Uh, so so that's good. And uh, yeah, maybe you have any kind of recommendation to the new artists uh, who are yet to try. Amadeus codes out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so any particular just uh, tips, hacks, or just you know anything that that might come handy in the first days of using the app? Yeah. Um, so again, we have a couple of like um, AI settings that you can dial in to get different types of results from the top line melodies. Uh, not just that, you can also play around with the whole tempo of the chord progressions itself. So imagine if you go to we have a section in the app titled Discover, and that's kind of like the library of chord progressions that you can search from. And you can search by genre, song title, artist name, and also even some um, contextual stuff like um, like mood as well. And hopefully that'll be an interesting way to kind of, you know, first search for new chord progressions that may perhaps that you, you haven't he- you know, heard of or thought of. And or you can actually even go look for the song that you like already and, and you know, playing around with the, with the tempo and make it into a kind of like a new, completely different feel and then compose a new song on top of that based on the settings that you dial in. And um, so, yeah, I, we hope that there's, you know, some interesting stuff in there for you to get started to, to um, kickstart some new ideas, some new inspiration for songs. And um, not only that, you know, again, we're, we are a bunch of musicians, you know, and we love to hear your feedback and incorporate the features that we, that you think, that are going to be important for people like us um, musicians. And 
it's really up to, I think it is really important that we have a say in how these tools are built rather than kind of being forced products down, you know, our throats by quote unquote tech companies. And we really don't kind of associate ourselves as, you know, like that. We think that we are building tools for musicians. So, um, yeah, we'd love to, you know, hear from people that have opinions about the app, you know, whether it be positive or negative. I can, we totally understand that there's, you know, a side of hostility, even like forced technology like this. And, and um, we feel like, you know, we're breaking new ground every day, you know, listening and talking and by, you know, with opportunities like these even to um, further what we're doing. Excellent. Keep up the great work. Really looking forward to Thank the you. updates and the news around the platform. I've been uh, keeping an eye on the announcements and know that you've been adding some new features, which we don't go into detail, you know, in, in, here on, on this episode. It, it's, uh, it may not be as relevant to new users because they will just be exposed to all these new features right away. But yeah, so uh, keep up the good work uh, and uh, thank you for sharing these cool insights on uh, potentially the, mu- the future of music creation. So yeah, really appreciate it. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you all for listening and as mentioned, please do let us know what you think. I'm really curious to hear uh, your thoughts on this one and also um, I would really appreciate feedback of everyone who has tried the app. It's relatively new, the the founders of the app are looking for feedback and I'm honestly interested uh, to see some case studies coming from the listeners of Music Growth Talks. Check out the uh, show notes uh, at dotedmusic.com uh, musicgrowthtalks.com where you can also subscribe to to the podcast if you haven't yet uh, so you can find um, uh, a link to the to, to the post about this episode with all the links to uh, to Amadeus codes uh, social media profiles and all that good stuff but really just yeah Amadeus codes dot uh, com is uh, the website for the app remember that for now it's available uh, on the app store for iphone only uh, but as you heard uh, they're going to release it uh, for android platform as well for now all of you iphone owners songwriters give it a try and let me know what you think um yeah so thank you a lot for listening and uh stay tuned stay subscribed we've got a lot of new episodes uh recorded being recorded like this week i'm doing two interviews and there is a bunch of good stuff i've had some difficulties getting new episodes out um um regularly or um, well, as regular as I'd, I'd uh, like to, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a summer vibe and some travels and just overall business, but I'll do my best to get back on track and we are working on some uh, cool updates um, across our platforms as well and I'm going to start sharing something on my Patreon page later this summer as well, but yeah. Anyway, just check it all out, uh, stay subscribed, thank you a lot for listening to the podcast, until next time. You've been listening to Music Growth Talks with Andrew Apanov. Find more episodes and subscribe at musicgrowthtalks.com.